Thank you for joining us on Blind Vet Now What, where we discuss life beyond diagnosis for veterans and their support systems. We do ask that you keep in mind that policies and technologies may have updated by the time you're listening to this. Welcome back to Blind Vet Now What? I am Ashley Boyer. I'm a certified vision rehabilitation therapist and family outreach coordinator, and I am located at the Augusta Blind Rehab Center. Today with me, I have... I'm Rebecca Foley, certified vision rehab therapist and certified orientation mobility specialist, and I am the polytrauma bros in the blind rehab outpatient clinic here in Augusta as well. And today we're going to be talking about really what is blind rehab in the VA. And overall, we talk about the continuum of care when we talk about that. So Ashley, can you tell me a little bit more? Sure can. So why don't we go ahead and start off with the mission statement for blind rehab, which is to assist eligible veterans and active duty service members with a visual impairment in developing the skills needed for personal independence and successful reintegration into the community and family environment. Okay. Now, who receives blind rehab services? Okay. Well, that's a that's a very good question. So that's going to be veterans and active duty service members who have vision loss that cannot be corrected with regular eyeglasses. So if you wear glasses, that doesn't, you know, that corrects you to 2020, um, you wouldn't be eligible for blind rehab. It's ones that it, it can't be corrected with regular eyeglasses. Um, but the other part in that is these veterans are also needing to have a difficulty with one or more tasks in their daily lives. Right. Because of their vision loss. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about more is what do we as staff do in blind rehab? You know, I feel like we get that question a lot, <laughs> even from people within the hospital, because blind rehab is, you know, it's kind of a small field. So definitely glad to go into that. Um, so what we do is we provide care coordination. We do assessments and therapeutic instruction to help veterans who are visually impaired achieve a realistic level of independence with a fulfilling life after vision loss. Okay. Now to do that, um, what types of services are provided in blind rehab? Okay. So that's going to be, um, lifetime care coordination, adaptive visual skills, daily living skills, orientation, mobility, assistive technology, and adaptive recreation. Okay. Okay. Um, now where could a veteran expect to receive these services? Okay, well, that's going to be at the following types of locations, outpatient clinics, comprehensive inpatient rehabilitation programs, short-term residential rehabilitation programs, home visits, and now telehealth. Right, because just like healthcare as a whole, times have really changed about how we provide services in blind rehab. Telehealth has expanded how we're able to provide these services in blind rehab that we're talking about. Um, everything from, now we're gonna go over a little bit more about who these people I'm about to mention are, mm -hmm. like your VIST, uh, VIST coordinator um, and also blind rehab instructors and outpatient mm -hmm. staff, 
any of the services from the assessments and the training and just general case management can all be done over telehealth as well. Um, traditionally, it was usually like an in-person kind of format, but after the pandemic, we've really expanded, you know, how we can reach veterans where they're at. And mm -hmm. for some who may have trouble getting to a VA or getting to their local station in general, um, telehealth can kind of bridge that gap. And, you know, a veteran could maybe stay at home and connect with their blind rehab services over a smart device. Yes, very much so. Now, I'm sure many may already be pretty aware that the government puts pretty much everything into an acronym. <gasps> Say it isn't so. <laughs> no, it's like its own little language. Um, blind rehab is no different. And we're about to go over some of the different ones you're likely to hear, not only in this podcast, but also when working with blind rehab staff. Starting with BRC. Ashley, what's BRC? That is Blind Rehabilitation Center. Okay. Now, what makes that different from some of the other blind rehab services? Okay. Well, um, this is where comprehensive adjustment to blindness training is provided in an inpatient medical center type setting. We have 13 blind rehabilitation centers or BRCs across the country that have different catchment areas. Some of those locations are American Lake in Washington State, our lovely Augusta, Georgia, where, where we're at, uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, Birmingham, Alabama, Cleveland, Ohio, Hines, Illinois, Long Beach, California, and Palo Alto, California, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Tucson, Arizona, Waco, Texas, West Haven, Connecticut, and West Palm Beach, Florida. Now, it is important to keep in mind that veterans have a choice to go to any of these blind rehab centers across the country. Mm -hmm. Now, most people typically tend to go to the blind rehab center that's closest to them, that's like in the, that catchment area. True. Um, especially like a first timer. And that can be just because, I mean, transportation to get to the blind rehab is going to be shorter. I'd rather do a three hour drive than fly across the country and deal with airports. But mm -hmm. if a veteran wants to, to do that, or maybe they've gone a number of times to a certain blind rehab center and they want to go to and visit another one um, at another location, that's absolutely okay too. There's no restrictions on that. We actually encourage people yes, to really do. get a wide perspective and get exposure to a lots of different types of training possibly. And maybe it's refresher training on similar topics, but it can be provided in different ways. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, people learn differently, but staff also instruct differently. And so kind of those methods and how information can be provided can just, you know, have a more well-rounded meaning when it can be provided from all of those different perspectives and regions across the country. Yeah. I mean, we didn't all go to the same school. Example, right. you and I went to different schools. Right. So, you know, you get slightly different, um, you know, approaches to the different subjects. Right. And some blind rehabs are maybe have slightly different programs. Like I know, like power wheelchairs, that's something that we do here in Augusta, but I don't think every single blind rehab center does that. I can't yeah, quite I name I them off the top of my head. I don't think they do either. That's just one example. Um, and that could be, I know we have a big like physical therapy department that we work mm -hmm. closely with. And so another medical center might not have exactly the same layout with their buildings. 
Um, and so some of those things could just be a little different, but that's why it can be good for veterans to be able to choose really where they want to go to really meet their needs and get the training that's going to benefit them the most. Exactly. It's also important to note that BRCs have a variety of skills courses designed to help veterans who are visually impaired achieve a realistic level of independence. Yes. Um, now let's talk a little bit about some of those therapeutic instructional areas. They can include adaptive vision skills, assistive technology, manual skills therapy, activities of daily living, adaptive recreation therapy, adjustment to sight loss counseling, and rehabilitation nursing. Most blind rehab specialists function in an instructional capacity, and this can occur both in outpatient and inpatient settings. Now, wait, Ashley, I heard you just say blind rehab specialists is what BRS stands for. I've mm -hmm. also heard it used a little bit differently. You have? Well, that's because why not be a little bit more complicated and have BRS stand for two different things? So what's the difference? Okay. Well, one is blind rehab specialist and the other is blind rehab service. Okay. So one is kind of like the service as a whole mm -hmm. and the other is specifically about the staff in blind rehab. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about the specialist though. So the blind rehab staff that a veteran might be working with. Now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. And we'll make a really good effort to make it clear which one we're meaning when we use this particularly fun acronym, just so that it's not confusing. Right, right. Because I've seen it, I think, like, used both in, like, the same email almost sometimes, or sometimes it's yes. being specialist, sometimes it's services. But in this case right now, we're, let's talk about some of the, the specialists and some of the different instructional areas that they might be teaching. Okay. Well, the first one is O&M, which is orientation and mobility. And that is learning how to navigate your environment safely and efficiently. Okay. Why and don't then, you tell me the next one? Yeah. So VS is um, another way that, it, well, there's another acronym like O&M too, um, visual skills. In this skill area, the focus is on optimizing your remaining vision, which can be done with low vision techniques and or different devices that can help with that. Mm. Well, the next one is CATS, not kitty cats, but that's short for <laughs> computer access technology. In this skill area, the focus is on training um, on assistive technology and emerging technology. Very cool. That one's definitely a big part of blind rehab these I days. I would honestly say it's like possibly one of the most, if not the most popular. Right. Well, because I think technology is in a lot of these other areas. Yeah, it is. Including it is. this next one even, um, living skills, which is sometimes abbreviated LS. Um, and to put simply, it's all the tasks we need to do every day in our daily lives such as like just household chores, but it also includes personal management and communication techniques. Mm. All right, the next one is MS, manual skills. This area, many of our veterans just like to call it the shop. And the focus is on fine motor skills, as well as sequencing and safe adaptive techniques for home management. Right, right. So it's a little bit more than like just, it's, just it's, arts and crafts. There's, yeah. there's a whole lot more to that. There is, but they just like to call it the shop. Right, <laughs> right. 
Okay. And then now there's also some leisure activities and leisure skills included. Mm -hmm. And this can include, you know, one, just getting back into old hobbies or learning new ones. Um, if you're in a blind rehab center, you might go on community outings. And there's also group activities like adaptive games and adaptive sports. Yes. And we will definitely um, go further into all of these. The, right. These are all very, very general descriptions of the different skill areas. And we really look forward to kind of deep diving into them in future episodes. But so stay tuned. Yes, please, 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 please. <laughs> All right. So now, however, some blind rehab specialists have additional roles in blind rehab centers. Oh, well, you know, one of those can be mine because I, as I said at the beginning, family outreach coordinator. So I spend most of my time coordinating our inpatients training programs. I act as a liaison between blind rehab staff and medical staff, coordinating care with departments like the Fisher House, VIS coordinators, chaplain service, etc. I also lead an inpatient focus group and create family training programs along with some other administrative duties. Okay, well, very cool. So that's a lot of the staff that a veteran might encounter in the blind rehab centers, which mm -hmm. is just one part of the continuum of care that we're talking about today. Um, yes, but it is, as our chief likes to say, the Starship Enterprise. It really is. <laughs> it really is. That's kind of where a whole well-rounded um, training can really be provided, but it's the continuum of care is meant to be like a spectrum and a veteran's really going to be moving through these different parts of blind rehab services and on the kind of other end of the spectrum, you might say, mm -hmm. is a VIST coordinator. Now, what is a VIST coordinator, Ashley? Well, um, that is a, it stands for Visual Impairment Services Team Coordinator. This is important to know because your VIST is your first point of contact. These, they act as case managers and they're in charge of coordinating your services for visually impaired veterans and blind and low vision veterans who can also still be active duty members. Um, they help find appropriate treatment to enhance functioning, like making referrals to blind rehab centers, blind rehab outpatient specialists, victors, advisor, and low vision clinics. Um, this also track veterans who have been newly identified as severely having a severely disabling vision impairment, and they provide counseling, problem resolution, arrange reviews of benefits and services, conduct outreach programs and education on what a VIST is, as well as um, what blindness is for their specific region. Okay. Okay. So this coordinators, they're really, you know, kind of one of the main spokes of that. They are. They're, they're your person who's going to help you get to everything that you need to get right. to. Okay. Um, now one of those other places you might need to get to is a bros, which is kind of one of my favorite titles. Personally, I love being bros, but blind <laughs> rehab outpatient specialist. Bros isn't just kind of like a cool name. It is another one of these acronyms. 
Um, and bros are multi-certified experienced instructors who teach veterans in their homes and in communities nearby, but also still in the VA clinics as well. Mm -hmm. Training's typically goal-specific for emergent needs. This training can also include follow-ups from um, intermediate and advanced low vision clinics, as well as continuously provide refresher training over a course of the veteran's entire blind rehab care in their life. Um, and when you say refresher training, you mean on the skills that we were just talking about earlier, right? Right, right. Okay. So, you know, you might learn, for example, like about iPhones in a training program you might have. Mm -hmm. iPhone training, in my personal opinion, never really comes to a final point. There's always something more to learn. There's always new updates, always yeah. new apps. And so that's kind of the, the refresher training when we say that. There's kind of learning more or even just reviewing something that you know you learned, you know you went over, but maybe you need to just go over it one more time because maybe something slipped your memory or that. Um, so refresher training is a big part of some of the things that bros do. And if a veteran's really needing that direct training in their home setting, this training's typically gonna be done by a bros. We call those home visits. Mm -hmm. And that can be everything from like an O&M lesson to be able to get down the steps of your front door and to your mailbox safely and reducing falls while you're in your home, but also even helped you adapt your kitchen appliances. So if you need to add bump dots to your microwave, all those kind of things, that's where the bros is really gonna come in. Now, I know you just said that you really love being a bros, but also I feel like at the beginning, you said you were a poly trauma bros. How's that different than general bros? That's a really good question. So essentially, I'm still instructing in all of the same skills we just talked about with bros, but polytrauma is more in reference to who I'm working with as opposed to what we're working on. And if you break down the name of polytrauma, poly meaning multiple, so like more than just one, and trauma is can be very literal, um, but also just mean that a veteran may have multiple medical needs to consider other than just their vision loss. So for example, I work really closely with our TBI, Traumatic Brain Injury Clinic. And, um, you know, so those veterans have, you know, that can affect your vision. Maybe they also have an eye disease, but then they also maybe are have problems processing auditory information, or they might have really physical limitations that might mm -hmm. have them, you know, in a wheelchair or other adaptive mobility aid. And so all of those different things can really affect a veteran and how their training program might go. And polytrauma <laughs> bros really, you know, have that kind of extra kind of consideration and skill set to be able to provide training when veterans have more than just their vision loss as a primary need. Well, thank you for explaining that. Why don't we go ahead and take a quick break? Friendly reminder, we can all prevent suicide. If you find yourself or a loved one needing the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, the new phone number is 988. And if you're a veteran, Press one. If you'd rather text, the number is 838-255. They also have a web-based live chat and more information at www.veteranscrisisline.net. Each of these ways to connect are available 24-7, including the holidays. After you reach out, a caring, qualified responder will listen and help. 
Your call, text, or chat is free and confidential. You decide how much information to share. The support doesn't end with your conversation. Caring responders will connect you with resources that can help when you're in distress. You don't have to enroll in VA benefits or healthcare to connect. Again, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline phone number is 988. Press 1 if you're a veteran. If you'd rather send a text message, the number is 838-255. And the live chat is on www.veteranscrisisline.net. And we're back. Now, the next acronym and point within the continuum of care of blind rehab services is VISOR. And that stands for Vision Impairment Services Outpatient Rehabilitation Program. This provides short-term blind and low vision rehab, which is usually completed in about two weeks, which is different from like a blind rehab center. I was just going to ask, how is that different? <laughs> yeah. So blind rehab, like as an inpatient training, that's usually a little bit longer, maybe, mm -hmm. you know. Two weeks would be on a short end for a program in a BRC, but with Visor, it's kind of that shorter end where it's maybe a week or two. Um, and this can also include providing overnight accommodations for veterans and some active duty service members who need lodging due to distance. Now, these overnight accommodations, this is also that difference between the BRC. Mm -hmm. These overnight accommodations are usually at something like another local hotel or motel that has a contract with the VA. So you're not staying on the unit overnight that in the medical center. Difference. You so you really have to be, this is part of, you know, being able to be eligible for this visor program is that you have to be able to perform basic activities of daily living independently. And in, that includes the ability to self-medicate. So on an inpatient unit, you still have full-time nursing staff who is able to assist with those things. Visor is more kind of your, you kind of leave the VA in the evening and go stay at a hotel nearby and then come during the day for training. Okay. And so versus an inpatient BRC, you're staying overnight and, you know, staying on the unit, you're probably going to be receiving your training in. Um, so that's kind of the main difference with Victor's okay. and, or with um, Visor and the BRC. Well, you just mentioned the next I know. point on the continuum like a, of care. Had a word slip. <laughs> Spoiler alert. The next one is Victor's. So that stands for Visual Impairment Center to Optimize Remaining Sight, which is a very long uh, title. But these centers, um, they complement existing inpatient blind rehab centers to care for veterans, generally with acuities about 20 over 70 to 20 over 200 or worse, visual acuity and or significant visual field loss. So a team interdisciplinary outpatient approach is used to provide vision rehab services. Um, not all the services that a BRC offers is available, but the team typically consists of optometry, ophthalmology, social work, psychology, and low vision therapists. Uh, the rehab training is provided via definitive medical diagnoses, functional vision evaluation, uh, prescribing and training in low vision aids, counseling and follow-up. I think that's an important part to also kind of include. A lot of the low vision aids are prescribed by the eye doctor. Yes, that is important because, you know, it's, it's the optometrists and the low vision optometrists who 
are going to measure your acuities and then help identify, like, for example, the power of the magnifier mm-hmm. that's going to help you best access something like printed material, like your mail, for example. You know, is yeah. that a 3x magnifier? Is that a 5x magnifier? And so those are usually prescribed. And then this type of program is where you would then learn how to use those devices effectively and efficiently. Yes. So now the next two that we have on our, our next two points on the continuum of care are very, very similar. There are differences. So their acronyms are ILVC and ALVC. ILVC standing for Intermediate Low Vision Clinic and ALVC standing for Advanced Low Vision Clinic. Okay, so let's talk about how they're the same. For, in, you know, very in general, for when basic low vision care is provided in optometry is really no longer sufficient. So mm-hmm. many VAs, they're going to have, I guess, kind of what we call general optometry. Yeah. That's where, you know, most veterans go in and they get their basic optometry annual or maybe every two years you'll go see them to get your glasses updated mm-hmm. um, or check if you have any dry eye. That just kind of, you go to an optometrist kind of appointment. And your eye pressure, they got to check that. And your eye pressure as well. But then if you need more than just what general optometry and ophthalmology provide, this is where those ALVCs and ILVCs come into play. This is like that next level of optometry. Um, And it's going to be on an outpatient basis for both of these. Mm -hmm. And it's going to include, but it's not limited to, the low vision optometry exam and functional vision evaluation. So this is also like another level kind of in-depth, really general optometry. They check, can you see far away? Can you see up close? Correct that as needed mm-hmm. and then check the, the health of your eyes. Yeah, they definitely don't go into the functional vision evaluation. Right, and that's really going to identify and make it easier for kind of the general layperson to understand to what extent somebody's vision loss may really have gotten to. So if somebody mm-hmm. has an extensive field loss, they're going to do those measurements and, mm-hmm. um, you know, visual field testing with that and then really do a more in-depth assessment. There might be, you know, extra tools or tests run um, that those low vision optometrists are doing that they might not really get to in the general optometry. Um, And all that's really to just maximize the remaining vision for reading and other visual tasks and also help, you know, the health of your eye and any kind of, you know, a lot of maybe the causes that lead to vision loss are eye diseases of some kind. Mm-hmm. And so the low vision optometrists are also going to help with prescribing eye drops and treatment to like help, you know, reduce the progress of your glaucoma, for example, and monitor that throughout yeah. the years. Um, and then with these exams, you might have additional kind of follow-ups from somebody like Mia Bros. And that can include like things like lighting and ergonomic assessments to create ideal functionality of your home and other environments. So is special lighting going to help with contrast mm-hmm. and is having your reading material positioned a certain way, like on a reading stand or using a low vision aid um, to help with those kind of visual tasks. So all of that is definitely covered in both the intermediate low vision clinic and the advanced low vision clinic. But this is where advanced, this is the advanced part. So 
in that, um, uh, the assessment and therapeutic instruction um, will be on how to maximize remaining vision to complete tasks like accessing printed material, financial management, food preparation, kitchen safety, um, training on how to use assistive technology to address functional deficits as a result of a visual impairment. Um, and it's still gonna also have the assessment and instruction to increase awareness of the environment and safety. So essentially, ILVC intermediate is going over a lot of the visual skills and vision mostly related um, tasks. And the advanced low vision clinic is also including, you know, some like financial management, food preparation, and it's just they have a bit more that they're able to offer. Right, right. They might have some more, they might have more staff possibly, mm -hmm. like, you know, who's, you know, maybe an instructor to help with those ADLs and maybe an orientation mobility specialist yeah. that might do cane training. Um, so that's kind of those differences. Now let's maybe talk about where you might find some of these clinics. And oh, let's you want to find them? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, let's start with the ILVCs, the intermediate low vision clinics. Okay. Well, those are going to be located in Albany, New York. Albuquerque, New Mexico, Cincinnati, Ohio, Columbia, South Carolina, Detroit, Michigan, Fort Harrison, Montana. I believe that's what MT is. Sorry if I got that wrong. Hampton, Virginia, Kansas City, Missouri, Las Vegas, Nevada, Loma Linda, California, Madison, Wisconsin, Martinsburg, West Virginia, Memphis, Tennessee, Montrose, New York, Ocala, Florida, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, St. Louis, Missouri, Temple, Texas, and White River Junction, Vermont. My goodness, there's a lot of those. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And that's the intermediate one. And that's ones. just the intermediate one. So you might find an advanced low vision clinic um, in Atlanta, Georgia, North Little Rock, Arkansas, Baltimore, Maryland, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Brooklyn, New York, Phoenix, Arizona, Dallas, Texas, Portland, Oregon, Dayton, Ohio, Saginaw, Michigan, Des Moines, Iowa, Salisbury, North Carolina, and Greater Los Angeles, California, Salt Lake City, Utah, Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts, San Diego, California, Martinez. Oh, wait. Martinez, California. I did an Augusta thing. We, there we have yeah, a town. We, it's called Martinez in Augusta. Um, even though it's spelled like it's Martinez. spelled like Martinez. Forgive that, us, that, please. That That's how me. they say it. Drives yeah. us crazy. I had a quick, yeah, I wish it was Martinez. That makes a lot more sense. But yeah, sorry. The Augustans got to us on that one. Yes. Um, but then also going back, uh, Syracuse, New York, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Tampa, Florida, Nashville, Tennessee, and Wichita, Kansas. Now, one thing you might have noticed when we were listing both these ALVCs and ILVCs, these are different from the locations that we listed towards the beginning of the episode where the BRCs are. And so mm -hmm. all of this is designed, when you put all of these locations together, most veterans are going to fall nearby one of these different mm -hmm. places. So um, even here in Georgia, there's the Advanced Low Vision Clinic in Atlanta, but then we have the BRC here in Augusta. 
And we do have a low vision clinic here as well, but that's kind of included with the BRC, which mm -hmm. is why we didn't list that separately. And so the other BRCs typically have an optometrist as well, which is kind of is their own low vision clinic. So really this is going to cover yeah. as many places across the United States as we can. And even if they're kind of on our side of the state of Georgia, the Columbia, South Carolina one would be closer than um, Atlanta. And maybe they don't want to deal with Atlanta traffic. Quite possible. So, you know, that's that's another option. So it's just giving people more options and the best coverage as possible. Right, right. And at many of these locations are also where you're going to find where the VIST coordinators are located, we talked about. And those are the people who are going to help refer you to all of these different points on the continuum of care where mm -hmm. it could be referring you to a blind rehab center. Maybe there's a bros local to your area who can come out and do a home visit. Um, they're really coordinating a lot of those services and helping guide a veteran through not just blind rehab, all of the other you know VA parts as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of that continuum of care. It's a very fluid process for veterans that over the course of their life, they kind of go, you know, they might go to a blind rehab center and then next year, maybe they only need bros that comes out local to them. Then a couple of years back, they go to a BRC. Maybe they move and the closest is an ALVC. Yep. And so it, it, that's kind of where continuum of care comes from. It's a one big continuum. It's changing where veterans really are in that point to best meet their needs mm -hmm. and also where they are too. And, you know, as we mentioned before, also telehealth is opening that up and making it even easier for veterans to access it. Now, one thing I do want to say before we let you go, um, if your local hospital or say you're somewhere that has a CBOC uh, does not have a VIS coordinator, I would go ahead and ask them because um, like how to get in contact with the VIS coordinator for your area, because they should have the contact information there. Even right. if they're not there physically, um, they should, you know, the, the individuals, especially in optometry should have that information. Right. Yeah. There's not a, a VIST at every single VA location. They also have like catchment areas. Mm -hmm. Um, and then some VA locations are CBOX, community-based outreach clinics. Um, another term there, you, <laughs> there's not necessarily a VIST at all of these locations. And so you might need to have, like, we've got a CBOC near us in Aiken, but mm -hmm. blind rehab services are here in Augusta. Now that's like a 10 minute drive, 15 minute maybe. Um, and so closer to you on another part of the country, it might be kind of similar to that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this general overview of the continuum of care. Like we said, is we're going to go more in depth on the different points of the continuum of care in upcoming episodes. Stay tuned. Thanks again for joining us here on Blind Vet Now What? Please feel free to share this podcast with anyone you think may benefit from it. Until next time, thank, thank you, you for your service. service.